Hello and welcome back to the Team Talk. I'm Tom. And I'm Jack. And today we have a very, very impromptu discussion around the coronavirus, don't we Tom? We certainly do. Um, today we're going to be talking about COVID-19. We did have episode three lined up for Tuesday, which at current, I think, will still probably go out on Tuesday. Yeah. But this is something that we've uh, felt pretty much obliged to put out um, what with the current situation um, a lot of people asking us what's going to go on with our coaching company uh, what are we going to be doing day to day with with their children and with regards to children's well-being um, we feel like we wanted to be of use because we know as we're going to elaborate on later in the podcast we know that we are uh, of a of an age demographic where potentially we won't be quite so badly impacted um, and we know that financially and for other reasons, we're in a really fortunate position, myself and Jack, and we wanted to um, give people some useful uh, actions potentially. Um, and who knows, we might even put another episode out later in the week where, you know, things are obviously going to develop. This is, yeah. you know, the sort of thing that could be outdated within one day. We don't know, but we thought we would, um, you know, put something out there because we cancelled our weekend plans and we thought we would uh, do something of worthwhile of positive benefit to yeah. uh, to the society so there we are we're also going to have a guest on we're going to have Charlotte who is primarily my friend uh, but she's also Tom's girlfriend of nine years now uh, <laughs> she works uh, with health professionals day in day out her job so with people like doctors and nurses uh, and given the people she works with and her line of work she is definitely by far and away a lot more qualified to uh, talk about this topic than we are. So it'd be great to have her on contributing to the discussion like we will be. So here we go. Hope you enjoyed seeing. And just for a bit of extra context today, we have put this together ourselves. Our editor has not been uh, involved in the process today in the slightest, so I can only apologise about the audio quality. It's the weekend, isn't it? It's the weekend. It is the weekend. So usually we would have a jingle round about now. So here we go. Welcome Charlotte. Hello. Um, we're talking about the coronavirus today and we're going to start off with the difference with the perspectives of the teachers themselves that we've had to work with, the head teachers, the parents, mm -hmm. the, the, the pupils, the external practitioners, the people who come in uh, part-time um, and it does feel uh, at the moment with the, with, from, from a lot of people there's a, there's a big gap between some people kind of denying it and sort of saying it's the flu um, and other people uh, going way over the top and you know really beginning to panic about these the, this, this situation. Charlotte is there, is there anything that you think as you know pe people who are in very close proximity with a lot of different children uh, day to day at the moment are there any things that you think we should be telling them or otherwise from a you know from from, from a WHO and otherwise perspective at the moment what the key messages that should be being repeated I think it's just reassuring them and you know following the guidelines washing hands being sensible about you know what they're doing what they're saying to each other if any of them are worried you know that is obviously if you're with them reassuring them telling them they'll be okay because you know it's at the minute with the data that's available children are the carriers but they're not necessarily suffering um, as badly as the older generations so it's it's I can see how it's tricky for the government to 
to make the decision to close the schools because more than likely those children in the schools would end up with the grandparents if their parents are working. So it's a very tough decision and whether it's right or wrong is, well, yet to be confirmed. And that obviously has a big impact on us with regards to whether or not the schools are closed because, mm. you know, we, we won't be in proximity to the children at that point from that, from that one forward. And then we will have a decision to see whether or not, say, for example, the spring events or summer events or whenever this, uh, you know, if the schools were to close, uh, were, were to occur. Um, and on that note, we've been very open with our staff this week um, and said that as of tomorrow, Sunday, um, we'll be you know, issuing the latest that we've, that we've got in terms of information and precautions that we would like to, you know, for everyone to be taking themselves and, and what we will be doing and how we will be conducting ourselves in and around schools. Um, and I think one thing that we have tried to definitely do is um, just set a good example in terms of, I think it would, it would be naive of us to, to say that obviously we aren't concerned about this because we are. Uh, and I think it's healthy to have that discussion with the children like we have. Um, but it's also healthy to have a bit of balance in there as well. I think it's really important actually to have a bit of balance mm -hmm. in there. Um, what are some of the, because I know Tommy, you, you, you do Monday, you did Monday Football Club and I did our Wednesday Club and the landscape was very different on Monday to what it was even on Wednesday. You know, it's evolved a lot in a short period of time. Um, but what were some of the things that you have done, you did on Monday and that you have done this week with the children, the conversations and, and attitude that you've had? Well, it was quite interesting because before the Monday club started, um, I was at the front of the school with a couple of children, and there was uh, a person who was approaching the school on, you know, for for good reason, uh, coming in to do some extracurricular activities. And one of the kids pointed out and said, oh, "That person's Chinese. Here comes the coronavirus." And it was it was one of those things that it's a bit like if someone says something about religion or someone says something. You know, these are the sorts of things that we as practitioners have to deal with on a, on a daily basis. Um, so obviously the first thing was like, okay, this is not the sort of thing that we should be saying. And then getting into a bit of light education around yeah. the point of you know, where we are as a, as, as, a, as a society dealing with the situation. Um, and just cluing, cluing those children up a little bit more so they can understand Ah, right. Yeah. I understand now why I shouldn't be saying things like this. Mm. Um, you know, not berating them and going, oh, you can't say things like that. And, you know, because children at the moment, um, from my experience so far, are being uh, subject to a big difference in terms of what is being said at home or what's being said at school. And there could be mixed messages in the media that they're, you know, not necessarily watching themselves. Like sit down in front of the telly watching, but it's on in the background, or um, you know, looking at the behaviour of certain adults at the moment with their their, uh, their you know potential panic buying or think things of that sort. Um, so that was that was like before yeah. the club even began. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you do see uh, things in the media that are potentially magnified or um, looked at really closely, that aren't necessarily whole, you know widespread. But they are put in the media and they are shared. Um, so, for example, you see examples of stockpiling and panic buying. It, it, I, I can't help but feel it, it. It sends a message to to the young people in the country that this is the appro If the adults are doing it, this is the appropriate response for us. 
Um, but it's an interesting point about anxiety with children at the moment. Um, with this, obviously, there are going to be physical symptoms if you were to get the, the, the disease. But at the moment, there's, there's, a, there's a whole other thing that's, that's happening at the moment, which is just general anxiety yeah. mm-hmm. uh, impacting people's well-being at the moment. And obviously, our podcast is all about children's well-being. Um, and this is uh, a, a point that is being continually raised with the, uh, with the teachers who we're, we're in contact with at the moment. Um, so so uh, we're, we're going to come through to a couple more actions, and one of which is going to be the box breathing method which um, has been used uh, by a lot of different uh, professions. Um, and I know that we me- mentioned this in our first episode on well-being, and it's part of my, my daily morning routine is, is box breathing um, when I do a cold shower in the morning. Um, because the, the point of box breathing is, it, brings, is it, it gives you an opportunity to bring your heart rate to a, to a uh, a consistent rate it can get you to a position where um, you are not focusing on other external things because you're <laughs> you're much more concerned about you know the the, the body uh, taking in oxygen so that's a really useful uh, useful uh, method to use alongside um, another thing that I do in the mornings that I mentioned which is referred to as uh, loving kindness meditation I know it goes into a couple of different other names as well um, and that that meditation practice is something that anyone can do any age children the whole way up and we've done it with children before um, I know I use it sometimes even when I'm tutoring I know we use it sometimes at our events that we do um, even with our with our squads is where um, it's a, a, a guided meditation that you listen to but basically you just get to a point where you are trying to wish um, you know, yourself well and then others well and then in the end the sort of like the whole world, the, the population at large. Just just to get yourself in a slightly less anxious state, I've personally found the benefits massive. Um, and I'll link a free app in the description as well, which has both the box breathing uh, that you can sort of see on screen, so it sort of talks you through it. Um, but also a free loving kindness meditation all in one app. It's called Oak, O-A-K, um, and that's something that you can uh, download on iOS devices. Um, I'm not 100% sure about um, any, any other way that you can get that app, but that is available for iPhone users, I know, in particular. Um, other than that, with regards to people at the moment with children at the weekend because um, they haven't got their normal sports going on at the moment for example everything you can have some off-screen time spend time with friends and family in your house that you feel it you know as long as you're obviously well enough you can do different activities like board games playing card games Mm -hmm. going back to the old school would probably you know provide Mm -hmm. a bit of needed distraction and entertainment Mm -hmm. because before i sort of picked up we um it's been an ongoing discussion as well isn't it just about the amount of screen time yeah. Adults during the game in total. So this might be um an interesting experiment for some. And if we are to turn our phones off, Tom and start talking to each other. God, <laughs> God forbid. What are some of the things that we'll we'd recommend doing? Because I know we've we've spoken about obviously your your breathing techniques and your mm. mindfulness etc. And they're not really in the news too much. But I know um we've we've dabbled with the idea of a bit of gardening, haven't we? We have. We have. Um, I mean, obviously we're lucky enough to have a a, a garden here. Um, and 
I know for some people they, they, they won't be able to have that luxury but um, just the idea of getting you know your steps in if you're missing out on your sport and things like that mm. just things to stay active uh, keep your mind engaged I know that just heading out there in the garden for a lot of people just has uh, a, a lot of anxiety reducing uh, qualities for them getting out there in nature hearing the birds sing uh, you know is, is, is going to be of, of positive benefit to people um, being able to get out there closer to nature tackle um, the weeds tackle those weeds <laughs> why ever not um, these will be things obviously some people will be doing already which is great yeah and they do they you know sound quite simple and quite obvious but it's just something we'll definitely be doing these things won't we yeah I mean I know I, I, I read a book a while ago I think it was called Ikigai I-K-I-A-G-I-A I'll double check that and put it in the mm. put link in the description but it was a book about um, finding sort of your your own well-being uh, and trying to do things that are going to basically help you to, to live longer and be happier and one of the things they found with um, I think it's a place in Japan where they have an unbelievably high proportion of people who are over a hundred years old and are continuing you know it was just like a a niche place where their mm. their lifespan is is increased Okinawa Okinawa and one of the key things that they put that down to is low intensity exercise through things like gardening. That's mm. like a, one of their big practices. It's just, you know, constant movement and getting out there and doing little bits and pieces. And it was community, like community vegetables and all of that sort of stuff, wasn't it, that helped? It was social but active at the same time. And I know that this is, you know, going to spread more indoors. Um, so I know that, for example, that the, the there are a couple of limits on things with regards to how many people can be indoors together or as out, outdoors they've got a, a higher limit events, on that yeah. with events um, another thing that um, I think I would like to probably advocate towards people is use of um, things like yoga on your on YouTube things uh, you know people that are doing exercise routines for children I know Joe Wicks has put out uh, quite a quite a lot of content with regards yeah. to things that he, you can do with, ch with children. Charlotte, I think you you, you follow him more closely. What what's yeah. the latest so on the that? Yeah, so the Body Coach has a he has got the Body Coach YouTube channel, which you know I've used for home workouts, and he's done some with children as well. I know uh, my mum who works in a school; they do his workouts. He's been to their school to do a workout, so you know he's obviously one of the best practice people to be following if you want to do any home workouts i think that's the way to go mm. absolutely and i think just to just to try and fill your ears with positivity i mean this is another perfect time to listen to audiobooks perfect time to listen yeah, to podcasts I mean, one, one of the things positive. That, one of the things that you can absolutely do that i know we're talking about doing things in the house and um, in the garden and you know if if you have got members of the family in your household who are um you know showing some signs of being slightly ill or whatever it may be it might be difficult um, but one of the things you can do I think it's important to not to not sort of try and cut yourself off from the world completely you know and, and just be in a bubble of you and your family um, phone calls FaceTimes you know mm -hmm. catch up with people these sort of things um, so socialising doesn't need to stop you know the message that is is out there that we are trying to get with it, get through to the children is this is not an individual effort 
and as long as everyone does their own thing and sort of gets their head down and you know digs in we'll be fine um, that's not sort of the message that I think we want to anyway as a coaching company perpetuate I think the co- message that we would like to perpetuate is this is a group effort and one of the ways in which you can continue to do that is make sure everyone's all right and you know if you're not all right there will be someone who is a close loved one of yours who is a close friend of yours or there are various different helplines as well if you are feeling charities and whatnot and people you can call if you are feeling um you know like you need to talk to somebody there are people out there who will talk to you but talk to other people you know help each other out 100 percent. and i think in a, in, a, in a time like this where there is um the, a lot of potential for people to just go in on themselves and and just you know self-isolate and, and just kind of think think about themselves as one person mm. it is also a perfect opportunity for people to go out there and show altruistic characteristics this is a perfect opportunity for people to now um, especially the younger fitter healthier people who we, we assume at the moment are, are not going to be um, impacted quite so badly by the virus themselves not to go door to door and try and be a hero yeah. but to do sensible things like offer to uh, I mean I've seen recently with a friend of mine Max Bridger is offered to help out people uh, a lot down his road um, where he's offering to help people to buy um, online shopping for elderly people um, just just being available to other people if they need you know a pint of milk maybe you could go and get that for them um, I know food banks at the moment are going to be a huge Under immense pressure huge pressure and I mean if you are one of those fortunate people who you know money's not going to be a, a massive issue for you at the moment you know going down the food bank and, and, and putting a putting a load in there for, for some people would be a phenomenal phenomenal yeah. act of kindness now these are the opportunities um, that, that, that are presenting themselves to us now so um, it, it, it isn't all doom and gloom I yeah, think yeah there's two ends of the spectrum isn't there I think which is don't be a hero so don't go out there and try and do more than um, is necessarily safe mm. um, and there's also don't be don't isolate yourself completely don't be a martyr and try and bottle it up and think oh there are people you know if you are struggling we do you know you, you do need to talk about it um, so there's two ends of the spectrum and I think try and find the balance try and find it's it's a group effort I know that's what we'll be trying to do um, going forward um, and, uh, and as I said we will try and reassure um, the children because at the end of the day if we we've, we've come back to this principle before you cannot pour from a glass that is empty so if we're we are going to be saying to the children you know um, don't panic it's okay and I know that I've had to turn to a few of my friends this week and go look my, 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 my heart is telling me you know not to panic and it is going to be okay and I know I should but it would just be nice for a little bit of a let's just have a little bit of a chat and a catch up and they've provided me with some really important reassurances and vice versa so um, shout out to them they know who they are doing a good job and of course you guys um, we've spoken about things you can do etc yoga yeah another other thing that you can do at home I think uh, another good idea if you are missing out on some sporting activities this weekend with your children as well um, is, is, is some yoga on YouTube play like, Twister why not yeah, they're twister out. Homemade twister. Um, I know there's a. I'll, I'll leave a couple of links in the description to ones that I've I've used personally, um, either with children or or, or just myself. Um, 
And I think we'll probably just start to wrap things up around about now um, with basically the key message of, you know, stay stay positive stay sensible stay sensible and try and find balance you know try not to be on one extreme of total panic and try not to be on the other extreme of this thing's going to be fine i don't need to take any precautions you need to be in the middle um and and you know help help each other out i know there's been a little bit about this you know we 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 understand in terms of the different severity for different people and how it's unique for different people uh, different groups of people etc could you expand a little bit on what you what your experiences are of that at work yeah so I mean we you know there's various age groups and demographics that we deal with every day so at the minute um, you know it's the more vulnerable people are the people who we have more concern about so you've got um, the older so they're saying above 60 60 to 70 um, are naturally more uh, we're worried about them a bit more people with diabetes type 1 um, with cardiovascular disease with respiratory diseases you know they're the ones that seem to be struggling the most and from what we've seen in China Italy across the world it is the older uh, bracket that is uh, being slightly more affected so you know as and until there's more data available it's hard to put a main you know age group or demographic on it but in terms of the symptoms you know people are having new continuous coughs high temperatures um, and some people are having even milder con- you know um, symptoms such as just the common cold so it really is varying at the minute and with regards to people um, going out and, and, and buying masks and, and, and things like that what what's the What's the advice at the moment on on use of masks? Are they of any good to anyone? Well, in short, we're saying no. Um, So at the minute, um, WHO again are saying only wear a mask if you are ill with the symptoms or if you're looking after someone who is ill with COVID-19. Because disposable face masks, if they're used properly, can only be used once. Um, and there's also a worldwide shortage of the mask. So the WHO are urging people to use the mask wisely um, because there's just not enough supply to go around and we need the medical professionals to be wearing these mm. more than you know walking in the streets to go to the shop. And you're, you're referring to the WHO, so that's the World Health Organization, yes. Perfect. And we'll continue to leave any links in the description or the, the show notes uh, as, as we go today. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any self isolation guidance, Charlotte, that you have been given through work or you have been asked to forward on to people? Yeah, I mean, it, it is all out there. So we're pointing people to the NHS sort of website, the PHE, which is Public Health England. You know, if you have got a new or continuous cough or high temperature, you know, self isolating for seven days is you know what they are saying just to help protect others in the community as well as obviously yourself but you know you need to be sort of staying in they're recommending staying at least two meters away from other people in your home sleeping alone washing your hands regularly as we keep hearing and just you know keeping surfaces clean and wiping down mm. with you know antibacterial mm. and soap and water surfaces where the virus could live such as metal handles door handles yeah. kitchen worktops i think it was yesterday we're going to the delay phase yeah well uh, i mean from what we heard from the prime minister um 
it's the next stage of you know trying to delay as they call it the um, spread of the virus so it's just trying to get people to self-isolate with any symptoms think about you know not just themselves but also the community around them so it doesn't spread being sensible about going to work or not or you know doing your day-to-day activities or large gatherings just to try and help the NHS basically um, deal with it at the minute hospitals every year in the winter are full of you know influenza um, patients and obviously all other patients a hospital can possibly hold so it is a a strain on the NHS in the winter anyway let alone with an additional virus so it's we're just trying to flatline it a bit in terms of delaying it further into the summer where viruses can't live as well um, and there'll be more beds available in the NHS and um, yeah just this is the plan. Um, Please get in contact if you have got any questions or anything that you would like to you know hear from us a little bit more on um and who knows we might even put another episode out later in the week where you know things are obviously going to develop this is yeah. you know the sort of thing that could be outdated within one day we don't know but we thought we would um you know put something out there because we cancelled our weekend plans and we thought we would uh, do something of worthwhile of positive benefit to yeah. uh, to the society so there we are yeah. Thank you, Charlotte, for coming on. No worries. Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> and until next time. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> Be safe, everyone. Go well. See you soon. Bye.